Hello and welcome to the Walk in Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to talk about one of our designs that comes out April 9th, which says, Create Me a New Heart. Oh, I thought you were going to hit him with your joke. I just think it's too soon <laughs> to be that in a... I don't know. Do it. I can't stop saying, create me a new heart, guys. That's <laughs> dumb. Anyway. God will create you a new heart. Taco Anybody? Bell will create you a new fart. <laughs> let, it, let it be known. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making uh, us a part of your week. Uh, we are so grateful for you um, and for the time that you spend with us. And uh, I think that the comment game as far... Are you doing the one thing? Well, since What's my going on? headphone volume I mean, is loud, I can't tell how loud I'm talking. Okay. So are we just... I want to be able to hear myself. I mean, should I do this? No, don't do no, that. Okay. That looks real weird. Um, the comment game from the Walk in Love podcast listeners is strong. Very, very it's strong. It's getting It's stronger. just getting stronger and stronger every week. I think part of it was you said, hey, we're going to get something away if you comment. So that's part of it. Oh, see, I always forget we said that. Yeah, but I still enjoy them. I just think people like us every time. Um, but it's so good. Um, I'm going to read the first one that I found really funny is from self-diagnosed psychopath Stephen Marquette. Uh, who shared his Mount Rushmore of Starbucks drinks. Iced coffee, black, Pike Place roast, black, Starbucks dark roast, black. Blonde roast, you missed that. Blonde roast, black. Everything black. And he said, there is no happiness, only black coffee. He didn't proclaim he was a psychopath. That's just the the, uh, moniker I've now given him. (laughs) Similar to you when you listen to, when you drive somewhere and don't play anything, any music or any podcast. Psychopaths, right? I mean, okay. it's fine. I love psychopaths. I love you. Yeah. I, I assume that I would love Stephen. I just don't want him ordering my coffee um, yeah. because I choose life, and I choose happiness, and I choose joy, um, and I don't want hot or cold bean water. A dark roast black. I want if sugar I, in my coffee. If you had to drink one of those black, none. I think I'd pick the iced. I guess I feel like I could drink it faster. Yeah, just just. Power through. But it's okay, Stephen. I'm not judging you too hard. Just a little bit. It's fine. Um, and then there were a ton of people who live commented on the episode. So, um, so I'm going to bounce around from a few of those. Uh, Caroline asked, Caroline, is it Caroline? It's Caroline. It's Caroline? Caroline Brian. Um, uh, is it concerning that I've listened to the podcast since you started and I've never noticed TJ's call? Or have I just accepted that TJ is a special kind of person? His weird isn't so weird. I'm surprised if you haven't heard the car. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's more recent. I've been bringing it out more often. You didn't call right away. Yeah. First, it was just falling into the Rushmore. Yeah. And then. I've called, though, throughout. It's just been a new addition to the Rushmore. Right. Yeah. That a bird swoops down and saves him. Saves him, him and then he gets electrocuted. Yeah. No, he turns into a bird. Oh. Similar to Maui. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. Heather said that her husband, a fellow seven, listened to part of the episode with her, which I'm guessing is pretty standard just to listen to the part of the episode. And they had a conversation about the chair behind metaphor and used it later in the day to express emotions. That makes me so happy. I feel like we need the soundbite of Ron Swanson. Wow, 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 wow. Talking about his chair. Yeah. Since we talk about the chair behind all that. Oh, that would be good. Um, Jessica said she was driving and saw a sign with a big tooth. And the doctor name had DMD, which makes her think it has something to do with dentistry, but like the metric system, 
We'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah, no one will know. No one knows. And even though you message us all the answers, still no one knows. <laughs> um, a lot of people enjoying the comments about we are created to thrive, not to maximize. Mm. And uh, Sabbath helping us understand that, which is awesome. Rachel said that the community could be called walking lovers or lovers that walk or swamp people. <laughs> I might. I like it. Yeah. Wow. Those are a lot of great, great suggestions. <laughs> uh, swamp people is my favorite so far. Yeah. Um, you know that if you Googled swamp people, I bet there's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it take place? Somewhere in like Louisiana. I guarantee you. There are people that swamp people that like wrestle alligators yes, and like like pull things out of the tribe. drudges <laughs> of the swamp to make a living, and they're real scary looking, but they work hard. They try hard, so it's it's all good. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Okay. Um, uh, so um, yeah, so there were there were so many more, and so many people live commented, which was amazing. And we could spend a whole episode just like reading through your comments and laughing and making jokes back and forth with you, even though you're not here. Um, and that would be super fun, but we're not going to do that, unfortunately. Brooke vetoed it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I vetoed it. Um, and so we we were going to give away two seven day family e courses. Well, we were going to give away one, and then I just like as I was scrolling, I was like, I gotta give away two. There were yeah. two people that kind of just stood out to me. And it's not, and when we give away stuff, I ask, I honestly ask the Lord, like, show me who this, who should win this. And does that work all the time? I don't know. I hope so. I believe maybe it does. Um, but my go-to is like, I want to give it to someone witty and funny. Like, that's just my natural place where I land. Like, oh, you're witty and funny. You should get free things. You're amazing like me. Yeah. You're, you're incredible like me. Um, and so you should get free stuff because I just want people to give me free stuff. That's just my, one of my life goals. Yeah. You got something for free? I want it. Unless it's bad. Then you Unless you got it out of the swamp, then I don't want it. Don't want yeah. free swamp people stuff. <laughs> no. I don't know. It's treasure. Maybe. You don't know what's in those swamps, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> no, well, I got to watch this documentary. Treasures. As Sonny calls treasures. Um, my treasures. So I, I kind of landed on two people to both win seven-day family e-courses. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And their names are, Brooke, do you want to read them? Karen, Gerberry, and Tana. Tana B. That's all that her. T-A-N-N-A. T-N-N-A, capital B. B. Um, that's you. Th- if those are you, message us on Instagram. We yes. will not message you from a separate account that says you've won. <laughs> Report those immediately. Um, so, yeah, we'll send you gift cards, and then you can go buy the 7-Day Family e-course. That's awesome. <clears throat> Super good. Watch it. Soak it up. Love it. Take the actual course we yeah. give you. Um, so that's it for comments section. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like kind of lost here. Okay. Here we just go. Yep, 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 yep. Flippity yep. Floppity. And then you'll be safe. Right here. Um, so we forgot to record a Mount Rushmore. Oh, Rushmore, yes. Rushmore, Rushmore. Ah, I'm free. It's um, like- <laughs> Yeah, it's lightning. Yeah, it's, lightning. Yeah, it's, it's not lightning. a power line. No, there's no power lines Going on my power all line. the way across. <laughs> right yeah. in front of the faces. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's just blocking it just a little bit. I wish I could. I'll Photoshop it out. It's fine. Um, we That's forgot. the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Photoshopping out power lines in a photo. Photoshopping out anything, anything. really. Yeah. But people oh, who used to be like, it's fine. Just Photoshop it out on like a wedding day. Yeah. Or just... Photoshop them in. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I don't I, think you understand what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just wait till they come out of the bathroom. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just wait yep. for Aunt Becky. I don't want to go into the bathroom and take a picture of Aunt Becky in the bathroom and then Photoshop it <laughs> into your... Out in the gazebo. <laughs> I'm already mad you're making me take it in the gazebo. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm really... It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, it's weird. We don't shoot weddings anymore. I don't... We used to... That's like... Do you have a, one reason or... <laughs> If you shoot weddings, it's a great profession. Oh, it is. It we really just is. got over it. And anytime the weather gets beautiful, I'm like, man, today'd be a great day to shoot a wedding. Yeah. And then you're like, then I'm glad I'm not. <laughs> but I think of my friends who are. Yes. Mount Rushmore of things that happened in February. We're trying to do this at the end of every month. We were, we forgot. Full disclosure, we just forgot. <laughs> um, so that at the end of the year, we can kind of remember all the things that we did. Yeah. As Brooke said, one of her favorite things about the podcast <laughs> is she gets to talk to me for an hour uninterrupted. Yes. And it helps her remember her life. Yep. So mine nice were feature. going to Austin for Integrated with Taylor. Yep. Um, our prototype coming in, which I'm pointing to. It's over there. It looks good. It's close. Um, Sunny kind of blossoming into a kid. Like, yeah. I feel like this month she went from toddler to kid. Yeah. And it's just like, there's something just so magical about that as a parent. You're like... Wow, you're like a real person. Not that she's not a real person at a toddler, but like I know. There's just like new layers. Way of less her. rage. Yeah, way less rage. Way less rage. I and think, just like more personality and more just like inquisitiveness and stuff. So that's really cool. And then lastly was I just went to a conference this weekend with actual people. It was incredible, called Firestorm 2021. Lots of speakers. Um, great worship. Just super, super encouraged and blessed by that. So that was mine. Nice. What were yours? Mine was... Should I do the intro again or no? No. It's okay. Good. Okay. Um, you just, just... June's birthday. No, no intro. No, yeah. No intro. Okay. June's birthday. Turn six. That was great. Um, my brother and I and then all of our kids, we went sledding at my parents' house, um, which was just fun. Just fun. Yeah. Sledding is a good time. I was like, uh, I don't... It's not that I didn't want to go. I didn't want to personally sled. Right. I just wasn't... I not a sledder. Well, I really was as a kid. Yeah. I think I don't... Well, I know what it is. I don't have snow clothes now right. as an adult. It's so almost, I'm like, oh, my feet are so cold and I'm trying yeah. to like avoid things. If only you had a husband who told you every year, hey, you should buy snow clothes. Here's the thing. I forget until it starts snowing and then no one delivers and the snow is melted by them. So that's my problem. Anyway, sledding was fun. Uh, Valentine's Day. That was fun because I like to give the girls their Valentine's boxes. boxes. And then earlier in the month, there was like a team-wide training um, for a beauty counter. And that was fun because I got to have two girls over. Two girls. Ladies. Yeah. Full, full, full grown, grown women. Full grown adult women. women yeah. That I'm friends with. Yeah. Over. Um, and that was fun. That was fun. To do that. I where, where was I that day? I took the girls to my parents, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, so that was our Mount Rushmore February. That's the only segment we're going to do today. Brooke, how was your week? First of all, let me just jump right in there and answer for you. Um, your week was good. It was actually good. We have been using the family plan calendar in oh, a yes. new way. You mentioned it last week. I mentioned it last week. We're in week two. I'm all in. Strongly, Strongly agree. agree. Strongly agree. This is the way. Yeah. This is the way. All right. Um, uh, because... What we're doing is we're writing down way more information in each block, highlighting what gets done, crossing out with red marker what doesn't, adjusting as we go. So one, I remember what we did last week because it was all there. Two, Helpful. it really helps us understand which days in the rhythm are really working 
and which days are not. And so like two weeks in a row, Thursday had the most red marks. So we're working on Thursday. Um, but yeah, it's just super, super helpful. I feel so encouraged and inspired by it that like I'm pumped up. Eventually I think I want to do a video for the audience that uses the family plan calendar and just kind of explain how that we do it and stuff. Um, but that, that, that was really, really good. Um, and we, we really just had kind of a normal week. There wasn't anything yeah. outside of me going to that conference. Right. Um, I signed up basically because Nathan Finocchio was speaking and he's like one of my favorite biblical teachers. Yeah. He does. If you passed him in the street, you wouldn't think, Oh, theologian. You uh, would think no, you'd think swamp. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no. You would think like high end swamp person, high end. This guy loves the eighties and maybe the nineties and maybe the seventies, maybe all of them together. Maybe, yeah. He's, he's got style. He's got, the it's light. not my style. <laughs> uh, right. right. But right, he's right. got style. If I had to interview someone on the podcast, I would pick him. Oh. Um, but he was excellent. Just like, just blew me away with his teaching, but all the teaching was so good and the worship was so good. Um, but that was really the only thing out of the ordinary. It's like kind of warmer this week, but not enough. It's also raining a lot. Yeah. The so snow is snow's gone. Snow's gone. Today's supposed to be a high 55. Hallelujah. Aslan has returned. Um, and uh, here's something that, that I would talk about. So like the conference was at our church that we go to, which is about 30 minutes away. And, uh, there were times during the conference where I was like, I feel like Brooke needs me home. And I just came home mm-hmm. and like, and the one time I came home for dinner, well, one, it was on Friday. So I came over for family dinner and didn't go back. And then Saturday it was like, you, dinner was a long break. So I came home and I was like, I don't know if I'll go back, but you said that like, Oh, I needed that. And I didn't realize it. And so yeah. I would encourage husbands and wives. Well, not really anybody, if you have this like sort of feeling from the Lord, like just lean into it, just try it. And like, if nothing had come of it, no big deal. I still got to come home and eat dinner with you and see you guys. But like yeah. there, there was like this, brought ex- me my sandwich, there was this delicious action <laughs> Brooks into sandwiches. Um, and there's this, there was just this extra like meaning towards Brooke. And I didn't think anything of it other than like, I feel like I should just go home for dinner, you know? So let that be that, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we did this week. So one of the integrated calls last year, someone was asking, one of the dads was asking and saying like, Hey, my kid's having a bad attitude. What are your tips and tricks? Like, what, what do you like? We're on the zoom call and everyone's like, cause we do, we meet up twice a year and then we do zoom calls every month. And they're like, what are your tips and tricks of like bad attitude? And one of the dads shared, I forget which one or else I'd give him credit that like he does this marble jar where like you get a marble if you have a good attitude and listen and you lose one if you don't. And I can't remember if he explained that the marbles add up to something or I, 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 I don't remember that. All I remember is that conversation. And that was like probably like five, six months ago. And I wasn't the dad that was asking, but we've had not June doesn't have ever, ever like a terrible attitude. No, She's such a good, sweet. She kid. is. But we've had like the, the frustration of like, put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoes on. Hey, put your shoes on. Hey, put your shoes on. And by the time she does it, She's she, mad we're asking that many times. Right. And I'm like, well. You should have listened. You should have, have done li- something. Yes. You should have Moved acted. Into action. Yes. And so I was like, maybe we can use this marble system and like kind of pull that element into our lives. Like yeah. you'll get a mar- you, you know, you get a marble if you're if you're well behaved, if you have a good attitude, if you're kind, loving, all the things that we want to encourage our kids to be. 
you get a marble if you finish all your meals. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, and you get a marble if we only have to ask you once. Yeah. And I was thinking about this marble idea and I was like, okay, like I order them on Amazon, yellowstonemarblery.com or something like, it was like yeah. this like store on Amazon that sold cool marbles. And I was like, I'm all in. <laughs> and they're coming in the mail. They're like, I'm waiting for them to, to arrive and I'm like, okay, maybe one marble could beat me this, 10 marbles could e- equal this, uh, 15 marbles could equal a dollar or a shroot buck or a Stanley nickel or like whatever. Like I'm yeah. going through my mind being like, maybe blue marbles could be for bravery and red marbles could be like for, I don't know, kindness or whatever. And I'm going through all these like scenarios in my mind while I'm waiting for these marbles to arrive. And then they get here and I find four jars and I write mom, dad, Sonny and June on each one on each jar. Cause I wanted us to be a part of it. Um, yeah. Brooke's attitude does need some work lately. So we're just trying, we're just trying to get through it. Um, and I just want our family to our, our, our kids to know that we're on a team together. And so we all have the same standard of positive attitude, listening, yes. obeying, you know, love, bravery, all those things. And so I o- open the marbles and I'm still kind of like, I'm just going to wing it. Yeah. I, I have some the ideas. Redemption system was yes, figured out, figured out, but I just wanted to get it started. And so I open the marbles and I say, I tell, I tell the girls to sit down. And I'm like, here's what's going to happen. Here are the marble. Like here, like if you have a good attitude and you listen and you, we only have to ask, ask things once, you get a marble. If you don't, you lose one. And, and I open this like little purple <laughs> metal tin Dinner. of marbles and you would have thought that I had opened solid gold, <laughs> an inheritance of early Bitcoin or mm. Amazon stock. Yep. Because June's eyes lit up and the longing in her, in her gaze was incredible. It makes a lot of sense for who she is. Yeah. And I didn't even really think of that because I was so in my head about like, what are we going to do? How's this going to work? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, And she's like, do we get to keep the marbles? And I was like, there it is. There, I'm done. That's 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 it. it. So I said, yes. And that was it. Um, and then I did add one caveat later that it, uh, so you get to keep the marbles after family dinner on Friday. So that is the, our end of the week, starting the Sabbath. And so like, that is a very important dinner for us as a family. And so that's going to be the time where you get to keep the treasure that you worked for. The treasures. Yes. And, uh, and if you have 10, you get a star and we have amount of stars that June then goes, get, gets a toy. So she can get a star a week and then, you know, after a few weeks can pick out a toy or something like that. So it was super cool. I, you know, I didn't expect the marbles to be enough for whatever reason, like, and that's just me yeah. getting in my head. So like encouragement to parents out there that like, you might have all you need. You just got to start. Yeah. And now I just know that like, okay, next time I buy marbles from yellow marble company, I just buy <laughs> different tins. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and she's like, I already know where I'm going to put them all. She counts them every so night before cute. bed. She gets one if she gets ready for school with a happy heart. She gets one if she comes home with a happy heart. Like they're really easy to dish out because like cost is so low for us. Um, we can buy a lot of marbles, babe. Um, yes. She so that, told me today she didn't want to go to school. She just wanted to stay home and earn marbles. Yeah. And I was like, well, you need to go to school. Yeah. And then you, but then you're like, if you go to school and get ready with a happy heart, yes. you'll get one. You're still going to earn yeah. them. Um, and then yesterday she went to my parents' house and I told my mom that she had the ability to give or take away marbles. And so it's just been a really great tool and we'll use it and we'll ride that wave as long as we can. 
Uh, Sonny doesn't totally get it, but what we really did just do it for June this time around. Um, so today, the topic of hand. Anything to add to, to your week or anything like that, babe? No. Brooke, full disclosure, Brooke is not feeling super well today. Yeah. She's a champ for showing up, and her voice is kind of hurting her. So yeah. um, if she seems quiet, that's why. But you're amazing right. oh, for showing up. I really appreciate it. I told her I would do it by myself, but she was like, people like me more. And I was like, I agree. Right. Yeah. I am one of those people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so today we are going to discuss a design that we have coming out on April 9th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have we shown it? We have not shown it. We've shown one to the text group. This one will go to the text group the day this podcast comes out. What? And it will also be in the show notes. So if you want a wallpaper, head to the show notes. Um, wow. We have three brand new designs and six reprints coming out. Six? Six. And then you'll be saved. And then you'll be saved. Um, Yeah, I think it's six. That's exciting. Someone asked me yesterday in the text, and I think that's what I replied to. Um, (laughs) So so this design... (laughs) Are you a liar? (laughs) Well... Are you not? Excuse me. New soundbite. So this design says, create me a new heart. Um, And this is a phrase that is actually, I would call it scripture adjacent. I don't know if that's, that's, yeah, it's not, there's no place in scripture where it says, create me a new heart. But there are places that I think allude to that idea. And so we're going to unpack that idea. And, and actually something, something one of the speakers said at the conference I was at really, kind of hit home with me. And I felt like this was a good phrase to encourage this kind of behavior that he was talking about at that conference. Um, So in Ezekiel 36, 26, he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. So that's kind of the first language about a new heart. Um, And I think, you know, that is a, that he's prophesying to is the Israelites, but I think he's also prophesying to us about the coming of the Messiah. Yeah. He will give you a new heart. I will give you a new heart. Um, God is saying that to us, which is really incredible. And like, I don't know if I think about that often that like Jesus gave me a new heart. Yeah. Like, ugh. like my heart <laughs> was very blessed. <laughs> yes. Bam. Bam. Yes. I feel very blessed. <laughs> and like to think about that <laughs> visual of like inside my chest, there's this heart covered in rock, covered in stone. Mm. And that Jesus came and was like ultimate punch, boom, shattered, shattered it all away. A new beating heart full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's just really kind of powerful. And like, I think emotional at times for me Mm. when I really, really think about it. Um, So I really love that verse. And that's sort of the the, the starting point of that phrase for us. And then um, in Psalm, 5110, verse 12, uh, I believe it's a Psalm of David. Create me a new heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And so like, create me... Create me a clean heart. A clean heart. Did I say new? You said new. <laughs> Which we just yes. said, it's not yeah. in scripture. But yeah. Clean heart. Some some translations say pure heart. Yep. Um, I think new, clean, pure, all have similar... Yeah. Um, meanings. Um, and then this is always like a really, really good challenge that I give myself. Um, you know, I love, I love the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they are so powerful and like, we could just say one a day and 
probably be better people because of it. <laughs> um, but in Matthew 5, 8, Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, I want to see God. Yeah. I want to see God on display in my life, in the lives of the people I love, in the life of my church, in the life of the, the bride of Christ, the Christian community as a whole. I want to see God. I want to see God daily, often, as often as I can. And if I am pure in heart, if I'm clean in heart, if I have a new heart, that gives me the opportunity to do that. And yeah. so I want that. I want to go to there, yes. basically. Um, <laughs> and so the shirt for us, the design, which is a little more feminine, but hey, 90% of you are girls listening to this. So there you go. Cool. <laughs> um, is sort of like a prayer. I, I feel like it's positioned as a prayer, as, yes. a, as an asking or a longing, create me a new heart. Like, God, please create me a new heart, a pure heart, something that I can see you with. Um, and so that's kind of, kind of our hope for, uh, the shirt, the design, the reminder, you know, wherever it is, if you wear the shirt, I think it comes on a, it'll come on a sweatshirt. It'll be a sticker. It'll be a wallpaper, like however you want to wear it or find it. Like that's our hope is that it reminds you it's sort of your prayer. You're asking, you're longing to to God to create a new heart. Um, and I think that's something that we need fresh renewal over and over again. Like, you know, we need, we need to be cleansed and purified over and over again all the time. And we need to ask God to help us do that. Um, and we need to sometimes take steps to do that. Like, you know, cutting out like one way that we do that for pure, clean, new art is we cut out social media once a month, once a year for a month. Yeah. And we cut out once a day for a week yeah. uh, or one, once a day, every week. There. Are you <laughs> saying see the That's world <laughs> or sea world? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so like, you know, some of us might need to cut Netflix or cut movies or, you know, terrible lyric rap music. Just an example, um, to help purify and, you know, have clean hearts. Um, and so one thing that one of the speaker, I, I honestly don't remember what speaker it was, which is really surprising to me, but I, I just, I'm no help. I wasn't there. And I, and I feel like a couple got, a couple of them mentioned it, like mentioned aspects of it. And I don't think anyone it, for any one of them, it was like their main takeaway. But like, while I was listening to them, I'm like, they're all sort of kind of weaving around this idea and I was really appreciative of it. Um, and that was, um, here, hold on. Oh, oh, okay. Anyways. So we want, I, I got a little bit ahead of myself. So we want pure hearts. We want clean hearts. We want new hearts. Yeah. As Brooke always asks, what does that look like yeah. today now um, in 2020 or, you know, in, in your day-to-day daily life? That's what we call it, our daily life. Um, and so at this conference, these speakers were kind of going over this and it was like, this is like a new perspective, a new kind of outlook on culture was like, he basically says we, our current culture has a spirit of criticism. It's a critical spirit, you know, and and my examples are my food was cold. One star. Uh, my clothes didn't fit one star. Uh, I wanted to push this door instead of pull this door. One star. Like you, you go on the internet and it's literally just a spirit of criticism. The box was damaged. One star. You're not even reviewing the product you bought. You're reviewing the shipping service. Yes. Yeah. Uh. You know, it never showed up one star. You're like, well, maybe you should reach out to someone like they'll, they'll probably, (laughs) they'll they'll, they'll probably help. Um, you know, and, and so we, we definitely live in a culture of criticism. And when he said that, I was like, Oh my word. Amen. Hallelujah. Not hallelujah, but like, amen. That's true. Yeah. Not hallelujah. But like preach. Yes. Preach. Yes. I see that. You know, uh, 
uh, Nathan at one point is talking, he's like, we, we are a church of Yelp reviewers, you know, the worship was too loud. One star. And like, you know, I was cold. Yeah. There was nowhere to sit. <laughs> um, and so I'm earlier. <laughs> There's Nothing makes Brooks burn with a rage fire when people don't solve their own problems. Yeah. Like, and just complain. Yeah. You do it's not hard. want to go to there. No. Um, it is. Oh, we don't have the fire shooting us, but that's what you feel like. <laughs> um, uh, and the speaker was like, you know, Christians. So, so uh, legit on the internet, let me, let me read this line legit. You can review anything and everything. And if you can't specifically review something, you can just make enough noise until someone gets canceled, which is crazy. Like that is culture today, culture of criticism. What an apt metaphor for the age that we live in. Um, and everybody's got a platform so everyone can criticize. And, you know, it seems like even in the last like three to four years that has really shifted where like social media used to be fun and like a great place to be. And now you're like, I don't want to go to there. It's a little scary. Yeah. It's a little Mm -hmm. sketch right now. Maybe like swampland. No swamp people. I would, so there are times where I would rather hang out with the swamp people than (laughs) some of the people that, that message me on Instagram. (laughs) A hundred percent. Um, not to, most of you are wonderful. Yes. Full yes. disclosure. We love yes. our following like, uh, it, but culturally as a whole. Um, and the speaker went on to say that if we as Christian, we as Christians should look different with clean. And I'm adding this part with clean, new, pure hearts yeah. uh, that our spirit shouldn't be a spirit of criticism. And then this is, this is something that he kind of emphasized. We cannot pen- penetrate a culture of criticism with more criticism. Mm. Good night. I'll preach. And that, and I feel like that's what we do. And, and uh, my friend Jefferson Bethke talks about like, you don't see a lot of sheep on the internet. Like you don't see a lot of calm, gentle, meek followers of Jesus who are being sheep. You see a lot of like your own, you're the worst. This is that. And, blah, 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 blah. and like fire, fire. Yeah. Fire. And, and, and the speaker and, and my point of view is like you, it's not, I, I have very strong opinions. Brooke is very well aware of my strong opinions, but do yeah. I believe that strong all opinion. of, All of my strong opinions need to permeate through culture. No. And that is something that we need to learn as Christians that like, just because you can say it doesn't mean you should say it. It's like Bambi 101, right? (laughs) Right? Bambi, that's the prince. (laughs) Um, So to me, like a new heart, a pure heart, a clean heart is this radical counterculture, Jesus loving, not criticizing, but standing true to your beliefs and firm in your joy and love. And that's what we should try for. Like, yeah. and, 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 and there are so many people who do this so, oh. so well. I yeah. have dearly loved friends. Brooke does, this, does a great job at this. Like we, like I know tons of people who do it. So like, I'm not preaching at you. I'm encouraging you. Yes. Sometimes I feel like I might be going to the pre-chat, but I'm not trying to do that. Right. I'm just trying to encourage you that if you feel like, man, this culture is a culture of criticism, I don't want to engage. I, I would say, good for you. Right. Keep it up. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, <clears throat> like, sh- here's what I wrote. May we, may we be bold rebels of love and joy that don't lower ourselves to the spirit of criticism and culture, but rise up to the spirit that brings heaven to earth. And that's really the goal. We want to bring heaven to earth on earth as it is heaven. Close to what yeah. sure um, and not again, you can't fix a culture of criticism with more criticism. That just doesn't work. I mean, I think you could say you can't fix a culture of insert some fear with more with fear. fear. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of our culture as well. Fear a yes. little bit, a little bit of that. You can't fix a culture of hate with more hate. 
you know, we need love. We need Jesus. We need the spirit of God to refresh our hearts and make them anew so we can engage with criticism in a different and unique way. Because Jesus came and engaged with our hearts and our lives in a unique and different way and saved us for all of eternity. So that's pretty cool. I want to go to there. Um, And it's hard. Like, I'm not saying this is easy because people are the worst. (laughs) I mean, if I'm going to criticize someone, it's going to be everyone. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so this, it's a challenge. So like Brooke always asks, what does that look like? How do we do that? How do we, you know, permeate the fragrance of heaven in a culture of criticism? And since this is a new phrase from this weekend for me, these are ideas that I'm still unpacking. Like how, you know, I do believe that we try to do that. We don't get into the weeds when it comes to like, you got to talk about this and you got to do this. And like, we, we don't go there. We, we kind of have a mission statement for what we do. You know, we choose joy and walk in love. So like we, that is the lens that we run everything through, whether we're posting or making videos or doing podcasts, like, and so there is an element of like, know, know what, know the lane that you're in a little bit. And like, that'll help, you know? Cause there are some people who fight for justice and like, that's their lane and they might seem critical, but I think that it all depends where their heart posture is. And if they're doing it out of love, like, and if they're doing it because that's what Jesus has, that's the burden that he's placed on them. Then like, that is great. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you can't do hard things because you might seem critical. Like it's this sort of, right. I don't know, gray space between criticizing and, and seeking truth, yeah. I guess. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I think people, most of the time they know where they land personally. For, yeah. Like, let me just say this. There are so many memes that I want to share. Because <laughs> they're really funny. Because they're really funny. <clears throat> and I think at times humor is a great way to poke at criticism without being critical. Right. Um, I think that God has gifted a lot of people with some great humor to like, let's lighten up and like, let's just, yeah. you know, see the, see the craziness in this. Um, but I don't, I don't share those memes because I don't know... I don't want to just add to the critical spirit noise noise, static of the world. And that is hard for me sometimes. And so I usually just share them with Brooke or I share them with my dad or like I share them with someone that like we have a personal relationship. They understand my heart. They know that I just am sharing it because I I got a kick out of it. Brooke and I were actually waiting for our Starbucks drinks this morning and I like went down this meme trail and I was cracking up. I didn't share a single one of them. But like I think, you know, I think that there's balance there. So we wrote down five ways that we think could help you not participate in the culture of criticism. Yeah. Right? So number one, just pray and ask the Lord for, not just, but (laughs) yeah, just pray, ask the creator of the heavens and the earth, the God of the universe uh, to help you, you know, whatever, like just do it. Get over yourself. Um, (laughs) Pray and ask the Lord for a constant refresh of joy and love. Like ask him for the things that are counterculture. Like, Mm -hmm and ask him for his, you know, his way. Um, the next, the next, the next one, that's, that's pretty simple. We can all do that. Like, that's really easy. We all can ask for God to give us his eyes and his hands and his feet over and over and over again. Um, the number, number two is spend time in the word, like understand where he lands when it comes to cultural things. Like, you know, what he thinks is good and true and noble and praiseworthy and what he doesn't and understand the difference between those and study those things and ask Jesus to renew those things. Like I have said this many times on this podcast, I am not 
very good at studying the Bible. Right. But if I want to know Jesus and know who God is and know his preferences, I need to. And yeah. that is worth the sacrifice. I want, want a an, DMD or a PhD. <laughs> I want a PhD in the Lord. <laughs> I, I don't even want a DMD. I don't want a tooth sign. Yeah. I want the real deal. Um, sorry. <laughs> Dennis are the real deal. It's just... <laughs> I know. You are doctors. We get it. I know. <laughs> Not like a chiropractor. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Whoa. Um, and so that is something that's going to take sacrifice for me and it's going to be hard and it's going to... And, but I'm also going to try like one way I'm doing that is like I'm trying to read a lot more books and I'm yeah. trying to do the Theosu courses is like I'm finding ways to help with that. Because I want to know the Lord's preferences. I want to know God's preferences. And I want to step firmly into being able to be with him on those things, be on his side, you know? Mm. Um, Number three is do things that bring you joy. Like, if you don't want to be critical, stop doing, like, stop going down the rabbit holes of criticism. And I think for a lot of us, that can be the internet. Like, we can start somewhere fun and innocent. And then we end up looking at, you know, the world's going to end YouTube videos and we get critical and we're politics and all this kind of stuff. And like, if, if you don't need, if that does not help you draw closer to Jesus, then cut it out. Yeah. And that's what I did. I was a news junkie big time. And, uh, I have stopped. Am I a better person for it? Yes. Am I a closer follower of Jesus because of it? Yes. And so that's my wife saying that who lives with me every day, which is great. I love it. I don't regret it one bit. Um, And that wasn't easy. And there are times where I feel like I want to go back. Because you feel out of the loop? I feel out of the loop. I feel like, I feel, not that I feel ill-informed because I still feel like I get some information. I just feel like, I don't know, out of the loop, I guess. If you knew more, you could control more? Maybe that's a little bit of it. Or like, if I knew more, I would just know more. Right. Like I would have more to think about. Um, Sounds terrible. (laughs) And so it's just like, but that's, you know, three seems easy, but so many people struggle. Like I'll ask this question all the time when I meet new people. What do you like to do for fun? It's like one of my go-to questions. It amazes me how many people don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know, you know, like, uh, you know, I like to work. And I'm like, oh, is your work super fun? Well, not really. And I'm like, okay, so that's not an answer. Right. And I don't say this to new people because they would think I was, you know, like I just like my coffee black or something. Um, (laughs) But if you're not doing things to bring joy into your life, how do you expect to have a joyful life? Yeah. And and not all... and and, and It's not all activity-based. It's not all activity-based. It's not all Disneyland, even though I would like it to be. You know, like for me, it's like making sure that my kids feel loved. Is that always super joyful in the moment when they're raging or asking me to play the same game 675,000 times in a row? Not necessarily, but the the greater purpose of it is going to bring me joy. S- knowing that June is anticipating the question I'm going to ask her when we get out of the van to walk to the front door. Oh, yeah. Like, do I need to do that? No, but knowing that she's knowing that she has anticipation for that question brings me a lot of joy. And so it's worth the extra time to find a parking spot, to walk in the cold, like it's worth it. Yeah. And so if you are a curmudgeon that does not do things that bring you joy, how do you expect to have the joy of the Lord? Like, how do you expect that to yeah. permeate through you? And so that's one way I think to have a new heart is like, you know, Jesus said, let the kids come to me. I think kids are a great way to do that. They show you that like, 
there's joy in a purple tin of marbles. Doesn't have to mean anything else. And, and so that, that, that would just be an encouragement. Find things that bring you joy and do them like schedule time. (laughs) You know, if, if you're one of those people that's like, well, I'm too busy, like schedule an hour a week, schedule 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day. I'm going to do something that makes me so happy. And if that's watching stand up comedy, if that's, you know, going for a walk, going for, going for a walk, throwing a snowball at someone, whatever it is, you know, (laughs) no more snow, no more snow, no more snow. Um, because I think that that will create in you a new heart. I think Jesus will use that joy to kind of percolate throughout your life. Yeah. Um, number four, find someone who you can be open with if you need to vent and vent. Like, I'm not saying we can never be critical. I'm just saying that our engagement with society shouldn't always be critical. Yeah. Especially when society and culture is always critical. And so like there are times when I am so frustrated with things that are happening in culture Mm -hmm. that I need to just go to Brooke and say, I need to get this out or else I'm going to think about it all day. And I don't want to think about it all day because my life has more purpose than focusing on this minor, tiny, super insignificant thing in the long run of eternity. And so she knows that. And she knows it helps if you say, I just need to vent and get it out. It's different than like, I want to sit and have a long conversation about all these things I'm feeling. Right. Because like you don't really need a conversation about all of it. You no. know what you feel. Yeah. You need to get it out. You need to get it out in word form. So yeah. Stop swirling around in your head, and then you can go mow the lawn and not think about yeah. it. Like. Yeah, I can. And you just and 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 me knowing that, I'm like, cool. Let me hear it. Yeah. And I don't feel this need to like. Let me fix it. Or, yeah. And what yeah. I, like to come back at it. It's just. Yeah. There you go. And it, I don't do it often. No. Like, don't make it a crutch. Just make it a tool. You know, a tool that you use limited, limitedly, limit, limitly, limit, limited, limited, use the tool limited to her. Are you saying see the world or see world? Um, and then number five would be, you know, these are ways to try to not engage with the culture of criticism. Number five is stop flexing your criticism muscle. And that can stop that, taking it to the gym. Yeah, because that can be, you know. We talk about flexing our joy muscle, flexing our patience muscle, flexing the muscles of the good things that you want in your life. If you literally just want muscles, right. you got you to gotta <laughs> pump the iron, do the biceps curls. I was doing this workout yesterday and he kept calling them biceps curls, which is what they are because we were curling twice, cur- curling with both biceps. Right. But I never really heard that. Like bicep curl. Bicep. He was adding the S. Biceps curls. But bicep curl. is not plural. Right, but like I only have a one bicep curl. I'm doing a bi- biceps do- curls. <laughs> yeah. I just never heard anyone say it like it that. Did seem Anyways, very obvious. but if I want biceps, I got to do biceps curls. <laughs> it sounds weird. And if you want to stop criticizing everything, stop flexing that muscle everywhere. And that is very hard because it is easy to walk into a place and be like, it's too warm in here. The food took too long. Blah, blah, blah. And like just to be like, that can be a constant flow from your mouth and like that just that becomes like that becomes who you are the tongue is the rudder it steers the whole ship like you know and so are you steering the ship towards criticism or are you steering it towards things that bring life and build build up and bring together and are loving and joyful and all the good things that we want in life and so that is really something that i think you know these aren't in order but that's one that you can work on right away and you can say to your husband or wife or friend, hey, I really want to stop criticizing things. 
I don't want to just be constantly critical because if you're constantly critical about like small things like restaurants and food being cold, like those are just like the really easy examples, people not knowing how to drive, like (laughs) then you will be critical about your husband, your wife, your kids. Yeah. And, and those criticisms can have effects that lifelong effects that will not be good. Yeah. And so if you can practice stop, if you stop flexing the muscle at the restaurant, you can stop flexing the muscle at home. It becomes easier. Yes. It becomes easier. And so that would be our, one of my main, main encouragements today. Um, it's good. We're, we've got plenty of time. It's good. It's good. Cause we're getting burgers today. Um, yeah, when it comes to that, we, we don't have, we don't have <laughs> um, if we are constantly participating in the spirit of the day, which I think the spirit of criticism is pretty accurate, then we no longer have a new heart from the, from the spirit of the Lord. And if we don't have a new heart, how are we going to see God? Because Jesus said, you are blessed when you have a pure heart and you will see God. And so by not participating in the spirit of criticism, we are already one step closer to seeing more of God in our lives. So we hope that this design, whether you have it on a shirt or a sticker, just as a wallpaper on your phone, encourages you to rise above the spirit of criticism to the spirit of the Lord and bring a little heaven to earth. It's good. It's real good, babe. You did a great job making it through this whole... Thanks. Uh, episode. I didn't say much. I mostly talked about swamp people, so so I don't know if that's why I'm here, but I think it is. If I could say, you know, Brooke is here for the swamp people, I would say that. Okay. Are we're not adopt we're not adopting swamp people as the <laughs> moniker for our I podcast don't listeners? Think so I feel like it's it's a little derogatory. It's just it's not quite right. Yeah, and I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of like the love walkers or the walker lovers or whatever. Like it's just I don't know. It's too. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Maybe what if we called them T.J. Macedas and the Nobodies? <laughs> have I ever told that story? Yeah, I think so. So we yeah we had a softball team when I was at Temple called Dustin Salisbury and the Nobodies. And Dustin Salisbury was a basketball player on the Temple basketball team. He's like one of the best players. None of us knew him. Yeah. And so we would show up in our jerseys, Dustin Salisbury and nobody's. And I think everyone's like, is he on the team? Like, yeah. No, no, he's not here. We don't know. Well, I've never Doesn't met him. I think I've it. seen him on the court, but I've never met him. Um, but That's funny. So yeah. Do you that, think people came to watch thinking he'd be there? No, no, no. Oh, we okay. were bad. Yeah. Got it. I don't think I'm good at sports. You are good at sports. <laughs> every, team I, that. every team I describe. Actually, Swamp Dragons lost. I'll finish oh, there. Man. We lost last week, although... Anybody you were good at track and you're very good at wrestling. Okay, thank you. I needed that. I'm not gonna lie, I needed that. Um, should I wear my singlet on the podcast? No, 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 yeah. I, I was just, no. do you think if I handed you a pole vaulting pole? Stick, pole, you could do it? Maybe over like really low. I could definitely do it over something low. Yeah, for sure. Would you feel nervous now? Like, no, no, like, strongly agree. Why would you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you got it. I got it, babe. Yeah. You know, the poles are weight are, are, are rated t- for weight based on how much you, yeah, weigh. based on how much you weigh. So right. like you would feel pretty confident that you're not going to snap it in half. Although I did break a pole once scary Is that bad. Yeah. Cause you're upside down and it snaps and you just fall, you just <laughs> fall close to that metal box. Yikes. Right down into Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Spikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Um, we really, really appreciate the comments and it helps me remember. What it, we yeah. About. It's really, really great. And hopefully we don't have to, to give something away to, to make those happen because we just, they're so helpful and they're so encouraging. 
Um, someone messaged me this week and I, I really just want to thank them for it. And they messaged me. It was a really long message and I actually read all of it, which full disclosure, sometimes I don't do. Um, and it was just basically like a, a general encouragement to me about the podcast affecting her and her husband's relationship. Mm. And there, and she basically was like, I hear you talking about like self doubt and that kind of stuff. And just like, she was just like, that's from the devil. Like that is not from the Lord. The Lord is using the podcast to impact people. And I don't think you guys like, you know, we, we we're happy and fun on the internet, Yeah, but there are times where that self doubt and that sort of frustration and that like, does it, does any of it matter? What's the point? What's the point? Are we just another noise shouting into the void? Yeah. You know, and I feel that more than Brooke does. Well, uh, I can't shout. So. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, nice. Um, and so that message and messages like them, and, and this isn't a call to send me those messages, right, right. but they're so encouraging. And, and if they're encouraging for me and Brooke, they're probably encouraging to the other people that you enjoy on the internet or that mm-hmm. add a lot of value and, yeah. joy to your mm-hmm. life. So like, let them know, tell those people it might, they might never see the message, right. but chances are they will, they might, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so like, go and tell those people that you appreciate them because like we said, they get criticized. We get criticized for things all the time. You know, yeah. that's the culture, culture of criticism. And so if we want to counteract that culture, that's one way to do it. Tell the people who bring you life and who bring you joy that they do that whether it's someone that's famous on the internet or semi-famous or someone that's like literally just a friend. Yeah. And so go do that because it, it does make an impact and it's incredible. And I can say that firsthand on my account that receiving those types of messages is so encouraging. Um, and they really do rise to the top above that criticism that we can get from time to time. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Upstairs or downstairs? Ooh, what? Downstairs. You know, the car's downstairs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I love, I love you. you. Bye. Bye.